previously on Elite Dangerous. A merry little surge of electricity, piped by automatic alarm from the mood organ of his bed, awakened Dick Chafing. It was July 3305, and Dick Chafing had a license to kill. Somewhere among the sweaty hordes of humans out there lurked several rogue presenters. Chafing's assignment, find them and then unretire them. Trouble was, the presenters all looked exactly like humans and they didn't want to be found. Dick realised that his best weapon was his precious empathy bot, a device so sensitive that it could detect the slightest change in the heart rate or perspiration of a presenter when subjected to the test. Dick gathered his suspects in one room, checked the contents of their pockets, then activated the empathy box and watched for the involuntary reactions when he uttered these words. Our mics are live! Good evening, truckers everywhere, and welcome to this week's edition of Hutton Orbital News, bringing you the tidbits of information that you might have missed. I'm Dick Chafing, and we have our team ready and waiting, script in hand, hot off the press. I'm Amelia Hawke, and I've been digging for some gossip from Gullweb. I'm Harry Balzac, and I've been sticking my nose into everyone's business. I'm Norma Snockers, and I've been keeping an eye on the community goals. I'm Lou, and I've been doing stuff. Oh, sorry, um, I've got the important stuff. That's better. And now, the headlines! Hutton implicated in Pleiades disaster. Hodden goes boa-ing in Sneaky Sneaky Reveal. Is person insertion a Don Con? Distance assistance, she's no fuel. Atrus 5060's been caught napping. Lou's been burning the candle at both ends to make sense of Hutton space in time. But there's always time for Norma Snockers. First tonight with this week's Atrus Report and Hackswing standing ready to bring you up to speed with what's what with Tharg the mightily missing, there are rumours that the malevolent evil intelligence behind the Thargoid attacks might actually be a fan. Or at least a listener to Hutton Orbital Radio, particularly the live edition from Lavecon. Whether Litho Breaker's void opal ball of prognostication leaked a little over the script, or our alien listener was so incensed by the closing sketch on the live show, we'll never know. But commentators throughout the galaxy are currently blaming this very radio station for this week's tragic news from the Pleiades. With other news outlets citing the current situation as a vicious attack with a dangerous article, 
Our summation that Tharg was so cross-eyed that he didn't attack anything other than the larger stations, purely as he couldn't see them, added to the assertion that planetary bases and orbitals were safe as houses during the current conflict, it appears that we may have been a little wide of the mark. Now, I don't suppose anyone's checked whether the station's on fire today, have they? Hutton Orbital Radio have an exclusive galactic first reveal this week. We are proud to announce a new addition to the universe, the Boa Constrictor. When the Boa-class cruiser was originally released by the Pilots' Federation back in 3017 at the Garigi Federation Spaceworks, it was designed to supersede the Python. This was made possible due to refinements in equipment design and was largely developed out of the recommendations left by one Commodore Monty, a Python captain of 40 years' experience, who was, we are led to believe, a distant ancestor of our very own Montgomery Python. Garigi Federation Spaceworks is no longer in service, which may explain why we've not seen a BOA-class cruiser up to now. Introduction of the new BOA has been excitedly anticipated. We do know that King Hanky is all a Twitter about the prospect of a new legless addition to his menagerie. Cecil doesn't count. Particularly as this week is International Snake Week, but details are sketchy at this time. Smaller than a python, but with larger internal capacity, the new BOA will be capable of expansion during its lifetime and will be able to receive new skins on a regular basis. But jump ranges are particularly low, especially after ingesting all those tasty morsels. According to one Beau Marit responsible for this week's reveal, the BOA will only be available from Planet Zoo, which we suspect is the new name for Gariki. Dastardly Don Antonacci's latest attempt to take over the running of the Pilots' Federation and thus remove all obstacles for his pirates is to insinuate yet another member of his extended Camorra family into the propaganda arm. One Don Benedetti. Signor Benedetti is consigliere to Guglielmo Flanagan as he's known at family gatherings. This Corsair, who comes from the pizza and gelato Benedettis, has been undercover in Scotland for some years, where rumours are that due to a time travel accident, he became father to Nicola Benedetti, the famous 21st century violinist, but still has not managed to master a convincing Scottish accent. Do not be fooled by his apparent lack of any hand-eye coordination that may he may affect during a live stream. This is just a ruse to put us at our ease. Pilots are urged to be vigilant and be aware of any reports where the upper sections of horses may go missing and then turn up mysteriously tucked up in other people's beds. Some say that she can pass at full throttle through the eye of a neutron star in reverse and still not spill her gin. Some say that she is secretly an elite combat pilot and only hides from pirates so as not to embarrass them. Others say that David Braben has a signed photo of her on his bedroom wall and whispers to it each night before bed. Some whisper that she keeps wrong way chained up in a dungeon and only lets him out once a year 
for a lave con when she purchases new fluffy handcuffs. Others say that she can do a fuel rat rescue without a fuel scoop, without fuel limpets, or even a ship. All we know is she's called Flossie. Yes, our wonder rat managed to help a helpless commander to refuel this week without even launching her ship. Using her hollow me to examine the stricken commander's ship, Flossie discovered why the commander's fuel scoop was inoperable. The T-Tory star around which he, was orbit which he was orbiting was not scoopable. After a quiet stage whisper in the commander's ear, which was only overheard by 197 other people, he made the short jump to a scoopable star, a K-class, not a red dwarf to match the colour of the commander's face. Identified in her emergency Don't Panic guide to where, the scoop when you're where to scoop when you're nearly out of fuel, and was able to continue his journey. Coming soon, Flossie's Ship Nightmares, where Flossie will join your crew and determine where you are going wrong. Warning, contains frequent bad language. Good evening, trackers. Atris5060 reporting in from Canon Research with the latest intel on the Thargoids. Trackers, it'll be a quick one today since time is of the essence and there is science to be done now that the Thargoids have unveiled a new attack strategy. And that whole defending humanity thing too. Yes, I suppose that's just as important as the science. The Thargoids have launched a surprise attack in the Pleiades, damaging Titan's daughter. Oh, she's a big lass, that one. And Tigetta, Cavalieri, in Electra, and Silene, Selene, Selene, is that a, oh, jeez, well, <clears throat> Selene Orbital in Atlas. There are now reports from Palin Research Centre, or Palin, or Palin, wherever you want, in Maya, or Maiaia being evacuated due to the presence of Thargoid scouts on the surface above the base, cutting off access to Professor Palin's engineering facilities. This is a disaster, trackers! As the nearest place to give your ship all the thrust it needs is all the way out in Colonia, with the lovely male Brandon. Oh, he's gorgeous. Eagle Eye, at the time of this message, is still reporting no Thargoid activity. The people of the Pleiades need us, truckers. Await orders from Commander Foco to where hacks will be focusing their efforts. Good luck out there, truckers. Um, for the mug and over to that very um, manly Foco took. Thank you. Incoming message from Hackscom. Okay, Hackswing. I hope you enjoyed your time off because vacation is over. Tharg has decided to make a mess of the Pleiades again and stomp all over Operation Ida's repair work. AXI has specifically requested anti-Xeno pilots stay out of the Atlas system as they have an event planned for the weekend to show Tharg what happens when he breaks our toys. We will be operating in the Tegeta system. We will need combat pilots in the AX conflict zones and rescue pilots at Titan's Daughter. A secondary combat objective will be to support the megaship Carson Spring, located in the Maya system. Professor Palin's thruster technology is important in anti-interceptor combat, and we can't afford to lose him. Finally, if you know any commanders in Operation Ida, give them a hug. I think they're going to need it. Okay, truckers, let's get out there and fight hard, ferry money, 
and defend the mug. And AXCOM transmission. Defend the mug. Well, we've had complaints that we aren't doing these reports in detail, so here we go. In WISE 08550714, we are up 1.2% at 68.1% and in investment and civil liberty. In LP525-39, we are down 2% at 65.7% and in boom. In Lewiton 145-141, we are up 1.2% at 63.7% and in boom and civil Lou, wake up! What? What? Oh yes, um, where was I? I think you were making a point. Now stop it or you get the pan again. Ah, yes. Did it work? No. Okay. Um, anyway. We have five systems above 60% and these need dropping. Get there and work against Hutton so that we can avoid any of them getting into expansion. You know where to find the list? It's at hot.forthemog.com and if you've not seen the new look site, it is amazing. The rest of our systems are nice and steady apart from Ross 671 where we've dropped below 35%. As we're now less than 20% ahead of our nearest faction, Alvin is declaring it an emergency, which means he's lubricating his throat with Megagin, ready for his most intimidating barks, and sharpening his teeth so they're ready in case he needs to give an ass biting. Be warned. Having finished the celebrations for taking control of Avic, we need to stop serious corporations sneaking up and stealing it, stealing it from us. And we have plans. What plans? I hear you cry. Or I would, if you were within earshot, and not in a vacuum. As yet, we can't tell you, but they involve adventure, excitement, and really wild things. Well, an overworked and hungry and thirsty Antarius doing extra coding, which makes him pretty wild, I can tell you. Watch this space for news, and be ready to be amazed. Of course, after Avic, Alvin's chewing over the idea of whether he wants a nice cushion or maybe some sticks to play with. How that fits with the not expanding anymore diet, we have no idea. Over in Colonia, it's the same as last week. Everything in tier, apart from exploration, which you need to ask Hanky about, and bounty hunting, which you do in the systems we own, but hand in at tier. And I really mean it about Avic. There will even be a prize. It won't be a Space Invader plushie, only very, very best pilots get those, but a prize is a prize. Now you get a little bit of Norma. I'm saving the big bit for myself. There are no new CGs this week, but the current CGs will continue until Monday at 1500 UTC, unless they're completed earlier. All three CGs to build bases for the Alliance, Federation and Empire in the Witchhead Nebula are doing very well, with over 5,600 commanders contributing between them. More on this later.
Your name, please. I've always wanted my own truck, ever since I was a boy. A red truck, my commander name. Oh, oh yes, uh, Fantastic Dan. I, I, I didn't choose it. My, my mother did. And your qualifications? I've, 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 I've taken my advanced trucking test, passed the correspondence course on high-speed fuel scooping, and even built my own model cargo canister. I brought it with me if you'd like to see. Uh, uh, did, did you know there are subtle differences between the same model of frameshift engines on the Type 6 and the Type 7? The uh, Type 7 has an adjusted model that takes account of the additional height. The frameshift bubble wasn't quite the right size, and there were a number of accidents back in the 3300s. <laughs> the engines were, engineers weren't happy that day, I can tell you. <laughs> anyway, uh, when fitted, there are small adjustments required in the containment chamber. In my view, it should be an entirely different engine evolution number, or at least a B on the end. Stick to on. Answering the questions, please. Your view on piracy. Uh, I, I, I've, I've petitioned for years to create central registry of pirates in the Milky Way. Ships' ideas, pilot names, pseudonyms, photographs. Sometimes I even just hang around station entrances with my camera equipment waiting for one of the well-known pirates. I got a shot of Mr. Spoonsy's engines the other day. I've been emailing the Galactic Powers my spreadsheet on a daily basis. Did you get my copy? Because, um, you see, you, you guys should really be with the Galactic Power. With a number of ships coming to Hutton and that awesome community goal, I made the run 15 times. Do I get a t-shirt or a mug? Do I? Do I? So, can I have a job? Mm, one, one question. You're running a convoy. There's a two-minute jump timer. What are your priorities? Oh dear, a two-minute jump time. Oh no, that, that that simply won't do. You can't do that. That's not sensible. You want at least four or five minutes per jump, sir. <laughs> when you arrive, you've got to log your entire convoy into your central database, check everyone has fuel and what their reserves are. Then you have to get to the optimum fuel scooping range. Of course, that's not possible when you're at one of the not-scoopable stars. <laughs> Ask Commander Flossie. I've brought a, I've brought, I've brought a chart. It's, it's, all, it's all in the folder in front of you. I sent a copy over with my CV. Did you get it? Anyway, uh, once you reach optimum scooping range, did you know there was an optimum scooping range for each type of ship and class of fuel scoop? I plotted it out against heat generated. It's fascinating stuff, it really is. There's a sweet spot for each combination, and all commanders should know theirs. Five anyway, minutes. Once, once you've done all of that, um, and you're ready to jump. Obviously, getting to a safe distance is imperative. After all, you wouldn't want to stress the frameshift drives, would you? <laughs> Did I tell you about the difference between the Time 6 and the Time 7? You're clearly insane. Not the Hutton kind. Working with you would be far too hard. You're fired. Oh dear. Back to Mother's I Go. How was that? New project, eh? Hmm. Bigger budget? More special effects? Does it have any jokes this time? Protective clothing supplied? Hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, more credits for me. Oh, well, sign me up. Bugger love laboratory. I'm doing Beyond Dockers. The Milky Way, a large, expansive spiral galaxy, roughly 75,000 light-years from side to side. Home to the human race and many alien species, it swarms with activity. Every day, billions of people go to work, 
worship their deities and fly off into the void. These are the daily doings of the known galaxy. This is Beyond Dockers. Beyond Dockers, coming to your favourite radio station podcast or injected directly into your sweaty space-faring cock of pitness soon. Soon is a trademark of Michael Brooks and Frontier Developments and should not be used unwisely, poorly or without the express permission of David Rubin's pet tarantula Mike. Beyond Dockers, coming to a radio station podcast or the sweaty... Beyond Dockers, fuck it. I'm fucking it now. There is only one candidate left. Could at least got me something to drink. Here they are, here they are, something. Hi. Hello, and uh, welcome to Hutton Orbital. Um, could you just state your name, please, for the records? Yes, sure. Um, Edward Lewis, the or the, the galactic intern, if you, uh, if you want my formal title. Very good, very good. And um, just going through your CV here, mm. um, your qualifications. Uh, wh- why have you applied for this? But first of all, we'll start with your qualifications. What makes you think you're qualified to be an intern here at Hutton? Well, um, I have a lot of experience with a lot of different community groups. Uh, so, of course, I spent time with the, uh, the Fuel Rats uh, and did a proper fuel run. And those guys thought I was, I was really great. So I got experience with those guys. I spent some time with the Elite Secret Service, but I can't go into too many more details about those because they'll kill me if I do. Uh, and uh, I spent some time even uh, undercover with some pir- doing some pirating um, and the Elite Racers as well. Uh, I crashed and burned. Uh, but then, you know, I did all right. I, I picked up some, some new flying skills there too. Uh, and, you know, and I'm sure I'll get lots of more ex- experience later as, as well. So I'm, I'm the kind of person who likes to, to try out new things. And I think uh, the Hutton truck is, is, is uh, if you guys, you know, you, you, you're right up there with, with, I'd just love to have, I'd just love to try something out with you guys, you know? So formal qualifications, though, um, I've got down here uh, not much. Uh, would that be right? I mean, if it depends on your definition of formal qualifications. Uh, if by you mean that I have no trucker license or um, no license of any kind at all, then yes, you would be correct. But I am all, you know, 100% spirit, and I think that's the most important thing. Okay, very good, very good. Um, so the next most important question, uh, what do you think makes a good Hutton trucker then? Uh, to be a good Hutton trucker, you have to, uh, that's a good question, uh, I'm very impressed by your questioning, you have to um, have 
a fantastic mug, a suitable mug. Uh, you have to be, have good mug dodging skills. Uh, you have to have um, fantastic resilience, patience, and uh, most importantly, a good sense of humour. Which you all do, of course. Please give me the job. Well, yeah. Um, I'm just, I mean, one very important question, though. Have you ever actually been to Hutton other than for this interview? If by me going to travel to Hutton, I've seen pictures of Hutton, if that's what you mean. Is that what you mean? So you've never, you've never flown the, the no, Aeronaut? In all, in all seriousness, no, I've actually never flown all the way over there myself. Right, okay. And, and therefore, so you didn't take part in any of the previous Hutton uh, community goals that we had alongside, you know, 3,200 other commanders? You can't see me. Well, you can because you're in the room with me in this pretend office situation but um you, i am hanging my head in shame i didn't take part in that um i know that people did within frontier and they were rewarded valiantly for their for their efforts and that's why i didn't get a trophy but they did but um i'm very keen <laughs> okay um jo, i mean as, as as an aside and it's quite an important one you mentioned it earlier during the interview but uh, what's your view on pirates piracy um What's my view on piracy? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you want to be a trucker, um, one of the uh, biggest obstacles we have on any of the events that we do, and you want to do an intern with us, is is the 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 danger um, created by the various pirate groups out there. So, I mean, what what is your view on on the pirate groups um, that are out there? What's your view on uh, how you might deal with them should you come across them? I mean, to each their own, of course. Um, if you wish to be a pirate, I think that that is. I, I mean, I don't know how well this interview is going, to be honest, because I'm going to tell. I'm just going to how it is. I'm going to say my honest opinion. I think honesty is an important, uh, important characteristic to have. Um, and um, I think piracy. There's a place in the world for pirate. You know, the pirate needs a hug too. I think sometimes that's all. That's all it is. Pirates just need a hug, and then run away in the opposite direction while they're confused about the love that they've been given. Okay, okay. Well, that's reasonable. Uh, while you're being honest, then, um, have you ever seen a Thargoid? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. You wouldn't know anything about octagonal shapes, and you've not seen any pictures during any of your, your previous uh, internships? Well, I have... Uh, I, in 1984, before I was born... Um, I did just want to see something that you might be referring to, but nothing since then, anyway. Nothing that, oh, right, I've, okay. nothing that I've seen. Nothing okay, that I've and could you name your two biggest failings? My two biggest failings? Um, well, uh, in the, when I spent some time with the Elite Secret Service, uh, Surface, the Elite Secret Service, the Elite Secret Service, um, I couldn't, I was struggling to drop out in the correct location. And that was really, uh, was really good. So I think that's going to be fun when we're jumping from location to location to make You're sure that's actually... inspiring us with confidence here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun doing that. You know, so. the, the, the usual one we have from interns is, uh, I'm oh. a perfectionist. That's always a good one. But anyway, you've, you've, yeah, okay. <laughs> honesty. And the other one. Yeah, is, honesty. Is... Honesty. Okay. That's well, our honesty. Well, um, that's it. I'm too honest, if anything, if anyone. Right. Okay. okay. Yes. Well, um, we're on a on a live video feed here to uh, 
to Alvin over in the corner, who seems to be wagging his tail quite a bit. So um, I'm assuming you've met one or two of the team here before, because I've got a note across my desk that says, uh, give him a job, even if he fluffs the interview. Oh, I don't um, know so what... That you didn't like bribe anybody at all. Went through. Looks like my credit transfer went through just fine. Yeah, right, OK. Well, uh, given that I don't um, ever object to anything that Alvin tells us to do, I'm going to have to offer you the uh, the role as an intern as well. Fantastic. Um, as I'm you honestly know, thrilled. Honestly, really, really thrilled. <laughs> both of us are busy on the 3rd of December, um, but we have a little project we need a hand with. OK. Um, how much do you know about the Battle of Maple? I mean... If by no about it, you mean no. Um, I, I'm sure you can tell me, tell the listeners and the viewers all sorts of things. Well, we, we'll, we will do, we will do. But I, I suggest <laughs> probably research might be in order. Um, well, just following that battle, um, we smashed a lot of mugs. In fact, we didn't. Yeah. Those pirates that you said there was a place for in the universe um, smashed an awful lot of rare items from Hutton. Yes. And uh, we've had a message from the scientists saying they've been recovering the cargo and it's pretty smashed up. And we think the ideal internship for you would be to go and find some glue and stick these mugs back together again. And as luck would have it, at just the right distance um, away from Maple, just over 200 light years, there's a place called ZZ. Uh, ZZ is great because it's easy to get to. Um, but ZZ's there, it's 27 jumps away, and I reckon you need to get a couple of trucks together on the 3rd of December and prove to us that you're... Um, well, I was about to say as good as you say you are, but you were dreadfully honest. Um, as good as everybody else tells us you ought to be. Honestly, this is going to be the greatest achievement from all of the, the, the and Truckers have done yet. And it's as if you guys had planned this in advance or something. But oh, no, no, that's your job. Oh, we're, not doing, we're not doing any of the planning. That's your job. Okay. Um, I, I, you've done the fuel rats bit, so you know the fuel rats. You might want to get in touch with them. 27 jumps is a long way. Um... Yeah, and you need to find some truckers. Uh, I assume you own a Type 9. Oh, yes. Well, uh, Daddy can pay for it. You've seen my, you've seen my, uh, my income. It's massive. Yeah. Daddy pays for everything. He, needs to, he, he likes to make sure that I'm set up for life, and he understands that sometimes finances, financial backing is important. Yeah, okay, I have um, to learn how to, to exist in the real world, but, you know, he understands that I, need, I might need a little push. Okay, well, on, on, the, on the basis of... Uh, what Alvin's told me to do, and on the basis of your um, enthusiasm, we're going to give you a go at this one on the 3rd of December. Um, you want to be there nice and early. Um, one of the things about convoys is um, don't be late. Okay, I promise. And there's obviously going to be a lot of preparation involved. And later on, I'll get my people to email your people. You can email their people, and we'll make sure that all the people come together into one mass of people. And then we'll make this. We'll make this happen. We'll make this a reality. And I promise, Alvin. Promise, well, Alvin, over there in the corner. I promise, Alvin. I will not let you down. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, and yes, as our only interviewee for the internship, uh, yes, welcome to the team. Can't wait. Let's do this. finally got here dave um <laughs> all right have you done the interview already right. you've, you've you've missed it um 
<laughs> yes, the galactic, the galactic intern here was being brutally thought, honest about it. Uh, so, well, well, this 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 clip should explain it if you're not sure what the Mugsies is, to some degree. Um, I'm not quite sure. Let's let's find out. Ah, Michelle, just the underling I was looking for. I want to talk to you about the Muggies. Ooh, you should really see Nurse Wyatt about that, your essential Magnus. Well, I don't know if you've ever looked at the Hutton Helper, Michelle, but that's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff, and I want them all up my station. There's profit to be made here, my Jove. We, oui, your Majesty. So what is the Muggies? Ah, well, a clever plan of mine, I think you'll agree. We have the large Thargoid and Fertilance Theatre. We put on a show, Michelle, and as a reward, we can offer, um, jumpers. No, mugs. Um, uh, mugs in jumpers. Jumpers in mugs. Uh, prizes, Michelle, prizes! And whilst they're here, we can roll in credits and maybe even afford that automatic mug chucker I've had my eye on. 120 mugs a second, Michelle. It sounds like an excellent plan, your generousness. But how are we going to choose who gets a muggy? Well, Michel, I think I can extrapolate the last year's information for the last year. Best trucker wins a prize, that's simple. There are so many of them. Are you sure you want to do this? They will go crazy. I've seen how they can mine the opals and fix the stations. They were playing with their balls not long ago. No, I try not to ask too many questions. Just get them here, Michel. I'll even throw in some silly awards. They like a bit of silly in Hutton space. Take a memo, Michelle, and get it set up. Toot sweet. The BS Broadcasting Studios. We present to you the first annual Muggies, live from Barnard Star Thargoid and Ferdinand's Theatre, with guest stars, red carpet, jumpers and mugs! Right, get the slaves working on prizes and tie up the Hutton Broadcasting team for the night. Last thing we need is confusion in the studio. I will post it immediately, your gloriousness. And get the security team on right away. When shall I say it is? Just put, uh, soon, Michelle. Hmm, I might put a trademark on that. Right, I suppose I'd better figure out which designers I'm going to wear. I'm thinking Edinburgh World, Woolen Mill, and Mug Mug. You are cordially invited to attend the first annual Muggies Awards at the Thargoid and Ferdinand's Theatre in Barnard Star on January the 2nd, 3306. The flight now arriving at Bay 3 is the 2143 from Sol. So if you have relatives that set off in that year, please collect your great-great-great-grandchildren at arrivals. Good evening. We heard rumours at Lavecom that researchers from Canon Interstellar have rediscovered the clitoris. I'm joined here in the studio by a representative of Canon Interstellar, LCU, no fool like one, and the spokeswoman of the Fatherhood, Commander Ereshkigal. Gesundheit! That's my name. I beg your pardon. Ereshkigal is Gesundheit. my name. My name is Ereshkigal. Gesundheit! Stop saying that. Stop saying what? Stop saying Gesundheit. I'm just trying to be polite. LCU, what can you tell me about this news from Canon? 
we are sending the Gnosis to the Witch Head Nebula to have a look at the barnacles there and see whether they are ripe. Barnacles? Witch Head? Are these euphemisms? Euphemisms for what? For the clitoris. Shouldn't you use more scientific terms? What have barnacles got to do with the clitoris? I'm talking about the news that Cannon have rediscovered the clitoris. Oh, I thought you were asking me here for news about the Interstellar Initiative. No, I definitely wanted to talk about the clitoris. How embarrassing. I'm, I'm very sorry. I have to take this call. It's important news from Commander Pan Piper. They call him the Barnacle Whisperer. Ooh, how exciting. Hello? Hello? Pan Piper? Yes? Yes? A new barnacle, you say? Ah, to find location. Hold on, let me put it into Gal Map. What was the system name again? Eta Clitoris. No, no, I can't find a way to eat a clitoris. Hello? 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 Is something funny, Pan? Oh, for goodness sake. Yes, yes, very funny. What was the news? It was just... Uh, oh, I'm really sorry. Hello? Hello? Commander Damara? Yes, how can I help you? Professor Palin's base has been attacked. Oh, wait. This is another practical joke, isn't it? Why... Good day to you, sir. Palin's base? It was nothing. Just a juvenile prank. There's been a lot of it about lately because of that research paper. The one about the clitoris. Well, to tell the truth, this is a lot of hoo-ha about the hoo-hoo. The news is a little premature. Yes, I understand that can be a problem. It is true that Commander Del Monte has presented a scientific paper claiming to have rediscovered the clitoris, but has yet to be properly peer-reviewed, and I am in fact very sceptical. Sceptical? Why? His own wife, Lady Outspan, a respected scientist in her own field, told me that chance would be a fine thing, and that he wouldn't find it if it were presented on a plate. But surely the clitoris had already been discovered? Well, yes, it'd be ridiculous to suggest that the clitoris had never been discovered before now. Of course. Are you fucking kidding me? We know from historical documents that the full extent of the clitoris was first discovered by Australian urologist Helen O'Connell in 1998. 1998? Unfortunately, her paper on the subject, with its extensive photographic evidence, was lost after World War Three. Only one copy survived, but sadly, it's badly damaged, and all the pages are stuck together. Yeah. Totally unreadable. Since then, the mysteries of the clitoris have been unknown to science. Commander Erish Kigal. Gesundheit! Stop doing that, you moron. Do you have something to say? You can't be fucking serious. Are you trying to tell me that the clitoris wasn't discovered until 1998? Well, obviously. I mean, the human race had been in existence for 200,000 years by this point, and women are supposed to have not noticed that they had a clitoris in all that time. Yes, but the full structure is... It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I don't know why I'm sitting here listening to this. Look, obviously I'm sceptical too. 
The work hasn't been peer-reviewed and we have teams of researchers who are anxious to conduct their own experiments to verify the findings. I bet they are. Will you be conducting your own experiments? I certainly hope so. Unfortunately, Mrs. No Fool Like One has declined to participate for quite some time now. She always seems to have a headache. Oh dear. Young lady, perhaps you would like to be my experimental subject. What? I have my endoscope right here, if you'll just permit me to... Get away from me, you pervert. Ouch! That was uncalled for. All I want is I know to... what you want, you Ouch. creep. Oh. Please, please, it's for science. Get that thing away from me. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Thank you, Commander Erish Kigal. And Commander LCU No Fool Like One. I don't think he's likely to locate the clitoris any time soon. I do hope he can locate his teeth. Oh dear. I think Commander Erish Kigal has managed to help him rediscover his own genitals. Back to the studio. Good night. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will, but you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? The universe is in trouble. Bug infestations in the bubble. Your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar initiatives Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should Listen to what Flossie says. Oh. Hello, Flossie here with this week's Interstellar Initiative Community Goals News. The Allied Federal and Imperial Initiatives for Witch Head Expansion. Uh, these three community goals are still ongoing, and so far the Federation are in the lead with theirs, closely followed by the Empire, and both well on to tier 6 which is the final tier. The Alliance CG is likely to be the last to finish and currently not yet reached tier 5 but once the other two finish they may get more help and will probably reach completion by Monday. As the Alliance CG is located 1.6 kilo light seconds from the star uh, there were concessions made to compensate. 
The sole prices for the three commodities were increased for the Alliance from about 23,000 to 28,500 for Palladium, uh, 11,500 to over 14,000 for superconductors and 19,000 to 23,000 for ins insulating membranes. So that should help a bit. Uh, also, the tier 6 level for the Alliance was reduced from 14 million to 10 million tonnes. As of 1500 today, the CGs were at a federation nearly halfway between tiers 5 and 6, with 10.5 million tonnes collected by 2.5 million uh, thousand contributors. Empire about a third of the way between tiers 5 and 6, with just over 10 million tonnes collected by uh, 1,900 contributors. <clears throat> Alliance about two thirds away between tiers 4 and 5, with just over 5 million tonnes collected by just over 1,000 contributors. Current payouts for top 10 commanders uh, for tier 5, Federal and Imperials, uh, over 11 million credits. Uh, top 10 for Tier 4 for the Alliance, nearly 7 million credits. Top 10% for Tier 5 is 9 million and Tier 4 just over 5 million. And for just taking part, uh, Tier 5 obviously 500,000 credits for the Feds and Imperials and 400,000 credits for the Alliance at Tier 4. The total commanders participating, or some may be doing more than one, is over 5,500. So this compares fairly well with recent CGs. Um, like the recent uh, supply for survey data was um, nearly 4,000 contributors. Uh, the Evangeline's Elite Ex Expeditionary Force Appeal was uh, attended by 2,000. The Sagittarius Eye Appeal was about 2,500. Uh, the Combat CGs before that were um, just over 1,000 on one side and 400 on the other. And the Zendi request guarding commodities was just under two and a half thousand. So overall, this one isn't doing too bad. And that's it really for this week's com community goals in inter interstellar initiatives news. Flossie told you what to do. This is a Hutton Orbital News special report. 21 August 3302. Philip Oliver Holtz reporting. Buck naked found with his pants down. Hutton Orbital truckers were first alerted to Buck Naked's missed appointment at the recording studio for his latest advertisement exactly one month ago. At first, the searches were half-hearted, with most truckers believing that Cecil B. Trumpington 
coerced Lacon Spaceway spokesman into flying a load of gin while Cecil drank the cargo. But when Cecil roused his head from Cubicle 3 a few days later and didn't know a thing about Buck, truckers got serious about their search. Buck was last seen at the 1,289th annual LaveCon, still held in Northampton, United Kingdom, Earth, Soul System, where he and the rest of the Hutton Orbital News team put on a special live, in-person news and entertainment hour. He left on the 18th of July to truck some goods across the bubble back over to Alden, Alvin, Prospect in Alpha Centauri. But on the 20th of July, he put out an emergency signal and aimed it for Hutton Orbital, sure that the new big antenna would pick up the Mayday. On the 23rd of July, Commander Eric Marquet, who is Buck's agent, became worried and found the broadcast. Unfortunately, Eric's message got tangled up with some odd alien music, which is presumably Thargoid in nature, and Buck's Mayday signal was only partly sent. Additional commanders reached Hutton Orbital to search the Galnet newsfeed to glean additional clues as to his whereabouts. Buck was piloting his Type 9, aptly named the Space Cow, and appeared to have gone down on the fourth planet in the Imhotian system. He seems to have been extremely rattled as he reported his coordinates in reverse. When his ship was eventually discovered, it was clear why. Buck's hero is Commander Extrenalin, who finally laid eyes on the stricken ship on the 20th of August. Unfortunately, he was unable to land his python and put wheels to the ground to continue his search, so he called in reinforcements. First on the scene was Commander Hober Mallow, who soon discovered that the closest he could land was at the base of the crater. Unable to scale the steep crater wall in his SRV, he eventually headed back to his ship for a smoke. Commanders Noctavagus, Hotsporin, and Eric Marquet swung in next and began looking for nearby landing spots. Eric was able to land his Diamondback Explorer less than 30 meters from the crash site, while Noctavagus snuggled his asp right up on top of Buck's space cow. Midden flew defense, fighting off raiders, while Noctavagus and Eric searched the site for clues, the dangerous cargo, and most importantly, Buck naked. The commanders downloaded the ship's data core, took pictures of the ship and the additional wreckage found in its vicinity, and eventually came across a lone escape pod which Noctavagus scooped up. There were several scorch marks left on the hull of the Type 9, but any dangerous cargo was not within sight. Apparently most of Buck's cargo manifest consisted of gold and palladium. While Noctavagus returned to his ship to secure the escape pod, Eric drove down the crater's wall, discovering additional wreckage of an SRV with canisters of gold and nerve agents within vicinity. Apparently, whoever wanted his cargo was double-crossed, and the dangerous cargo is lost forever. The wing of successful commanders returned to Alden, Alvin, 
prospect in Alpha Centauri where the medical team went straight to work on bringing Buck out of his month-long coma. The ship's data core was personally handed over to the Hutton trucker's great and glorious leader, Alvin DeFeer. Alvin put our crack computer expert, Commander Snoz, on the data to discover its secrets. Now, many hours later, Commander Buck Naked has been revived from his coma and questioned. Our queries to Alvin DeFeer went mostly unanswered. Who attacked Buck? What was he carrying? Who was he working for? What does the data core say? Were there Thargoids involved? And why wasn't he wearing his flight pants? Are all open to speculation. Alvin's only statement was, which is roughly translated to, Buck is safe and back home again. Everything else has been declared top secret, so stop asking. We want answers as much as you do, and we'll continue to dig up the bones Alvin is burying. We will bring you updates as they are found. This has been a Hutton Orbital News Special Report, and I have been Philip Oliver Holtz. Truckers, this is old Buck Neckin, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. And if you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website Hot. Dot for the mug dot com. Almost as pain-free as not buying every game you wanted during the Steam Summer Sale. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them noisy crickets in a field, Commander S.A. Salt 1977 took the lead with a tad over 186,700 light years jumped. Were you trying to outrun them Smokies? You know, pigs, bears, <laughs> gal cop. Uh, the leader in tearing up the Don's pathetic pirates this week is Commander Bushhog with 7.8 million credits earned and accounted for. Great job there, Commander. 
Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Montgomery Python with 629 mission points earned. Good job there, Hoss. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker oughta, Commander Rod UW transported and sold just about 56,000 tons this week, making it two weeks in a row for his trucking skills. Keep on trucking, Commander. And driving the Hutton Uber this week, Commander BWA Nick hauled 1,206 passengers around the galaxy and earned a few extra trips, tips while at it. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Rampage 737 in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 40 seconds. But the fastest run in this month of July is held by Commander Malice XR3 in 1 hour and 24 minutes even. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these here scores, then download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy that come with a book of puns about the Apollo moon landing. Speaking of which, I heard Canada's finally starting a space program to send a spaceship to the moon. They've named their ship the Apollo G. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off?